Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What is up guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through my running back start sits for week 14 of the NFL season. This may be the first week of your fantasy playoff. You know, maybe it's the last week before you're actually in the playoffs. So very important to get the dub here. I'm going to be going through every week 14 matchup and there are going to be timestamps down below. So if you guys just want to jump around to the players you own, that is totally fine. Hope you guys enjoy the video. If you do, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's jump into the first matchup, Thursday Night Football. We have a really solid matchup here for the running backs. Steelers taking on the Vikings. For the Steelers, Najee Harris locked into our lineup every single week. The Steelers offense definitely has not looked great as of late or really all season, but they're still going to continue to feed Najee Harris the ball. For the Vikings, you're going to be starting whoever their starting running back is. So I personally would doubt that Dalvin Cook returns this week. And if he's not going to be playing, Alexander Madison lock in your lineup mid to high end RB1 when Dalvin Cook is not there. Moving on to Sunday, we have the Cowboys taking on the Washington football team. And the Cowboys backfield is just really rough to kind of navigate through right now with Zeke dealing with an injury. Instead of them just sitting him, which seems like the best kind of option here long term and for fantasy, if we're being honest here, they're continuing to play both these running backs, but Zeke doesn't look good and they're just totally splitting touches. So I ended up listing both of these running backs as starts. You know, this is a decent matchup against Washington. There is a possibility they go up early and are kind of able to run the ball to ice the game. I really wouldn't feel extremely confident starting either one of these players. They're probably both going to be like back-end RB2s. You know, maybe Pollard's like a high-end RB3. So I really wouldn't feel great about either of them. But if you do have Zeke on your team, I'm guessing you're kind of going to be forced into starting him. And then Pollard is more of like a desperation play or maybe a flex option. For Washington, Antonio Gibson, definitely a start moving forward. You know, it doesn't really matter whether or not J.D. McKissick is in the lineup. Obviously, you feel better if McKissick is out just because then Gibson gets that receiving work but he's still a solid start either way. Then we've got the Jaguars taking on the Titans. For the Jaguars, they had some weird RB usage this weekend, and I think it really came down to James Robinson dealing with an injury. So we actually saw Carlos Hyde take the majority out of the touches out of that backfield, which obviously is not great because it's a bad offense. And if you're going to have running back splitting touches, that is not a great recipe for fantasy football success. The way I'm kind of looking at this, assuming James Robinson gets better, He's going to kind of reclaim that bell cow role, and he's going to be a start. Then Carlos Hyde really won't have much value. For this Titans backfield, I mean, it is all over the place with Foreman, Dontrell Hilliard, and then Jeremy McNichols. If I had to start one of them, it would be Foreman, but right now I would just want to sit all three of these guys because we really don't know what's going to happen. Then we have a gross running back matchup between the Seahawks and the Texans, and it kind of sucks. Because normally when you're playing the Texans, you feel pretty good about the opposing team's running backs because they're likely going to have a lead. The Seahawks, this is a full-on committee. Alex Collins, Adrian Peterson, Rashad Penny. We had Travis Homer actually have a big day. But I mean, that was off of a punt trick play. So not even, you know, him operating out of the backfield. I would just avoid all three of these guys. And then for the Texans, just a running back dead zone the entire season. Rex Burkhead and David Johnson are both going to be sits. In a divisional matchup between the Raiders and the Chiefs, I'm going to be starting Josh Jacobs very confidently 
Unfortunately, we found out that Kenyon Drake broke his ankle. So now Josh Jacobs should have even more of a monopoly on these touches. For the Chiefs, you're going to continue to start Clyde Edwards-Alaire as a solid RB2 option. This offense really has not looked good, so he doesn't have that top-tier touchdown upside. But still, the offense is competent. He's going to have a fair amount of opportunities, so keep plugging him in and then sit his backup, Daryl Williams. Then we've got the Saints taking on the Jets, and this would be a fantastic game for Alvin Kamara to make his return. Not sure if he's going to be active this week. You know, the first few weeks, there wasn't a ton of optimism. He was actually questionable going into Thursday, so now he's going to have 10 days to get healthy. Hopefully he is. Obviously, if he's good to go, he's a lock in your lineup as a high-end RB1 against this Jets team. If he cannot go, I think Mark Ingram is a solid start. On the Jets side, even though Tevin Coleman has been operating as the RB1, I still do not feel comfortable with him or Ty Johnson in my starting lineups. In a divisional game between the Falcons and the Panthers, you keep plugging in Cordero Patterson as a solid RB1 option. And then even though Mike Davis saw some touches against the Bucks, I don't think that's going to continue. So he is definitely a sit. For the Panthers, we know Christian McCaffrey out for the season with an ankle injury. And so that opens up the opportunity for Chuba Hubbard to make an impact. I do think we could see Amir Abdullah be fairly involved in this offense, but I think Matt Rule really wants to establish the run game. There was definitely some disagreement there between him and Joe Brady. So I do think you can trust Chuba Hubbard this week as the new RB1. Then we've got the Ravens taking on the Browns. For the Ravens, I believe I listed both Freeman and Murray as sits last week, just because I didn't like being involved in this full-on committee. It does look like Devonta Freeman is the RB1 there. Murray is still definitely going to be involved, but Freeman has been producing as of late. So I do think Freeman is a solid start. I'm sitting Latavius Murray. And then for the Browns, even though this offense has looked horrendous as of late, I still think you got to throw Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt into your lineups. After that, it's going to be the Giants taking on the Chargers. And Saquon Barkley has just not been producing. You still got to throw him into your lineup because we know he has that huge ceiling. This overall offense is just horrendous. He's probably more of like a mid to back end RB2, which really sucks to say because a healthy Saquon Barkley should never be ranked that low on a weekly basis. But that is just where we're at right now. For Austin Eckler, he continues to be a high-end RB1 option and is very clearly a start. In this Lions-Broncos matchup, you're going to be starting whoever the Lions you know, RB1 is. So if DeAndre Swift returns, he's going to be a start. If he's out again, then you fire up Jamal Williams as a solid RB2 option. For the Broncos, honestly, one of the highlights from Week 13 was seeing Javante Williams operate as the RB1 with Melvin Gordon out. We always knew this was the case. If he got the RB1 touches and didn't have competition, he was going to ball out. Unfortunately, all season, it's been like a total even, like 50-50 split between the two. And I've basically been sitting both of them unless they're in prime-prime matchups. But after watching Javante Williams just ball out, even if Melvin Gordon returns, I think they've just got to shift a little bit more touches to Javante Williams. He's the future running back. It is not Melvin Gordon. So even if we're looking at like a 60-40 split in favor of Javante Williams, I still think that makes him a very solid start against the Lions. And honestly, if you're super desperate, I don't even think Melvin Gordon would be that bad of a play. In this 49ers-Bengals matchup, you're going to be confidently starting both Elijah Mitchell 
and Joe Mixon as RB1s rest of season. And then in one of the best games of the week, we have the Bills traveling to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. And for the Bills, I'm just going to be fading this entire backfield per usual, whether it's Devin Singletary, Matt Breida, Zach Moss. I'm just not interested. There's always a ton of confusion with who's going to be getting you know, the RB1 touches. Plus, this is just a terrible matchup against the Buccaneers run defense. So I don't want to be looking at any of those guys in my lineup. For the Buccaneers, you continue to fire up Leonard Fournette as an RB1 moving forward. Then on Sunday night, we have a divisional rivalry between the Bears and the Packers. And you're just going to be firing up all of these running backs, in my opinion. David Montgomery finally had a big game. He was seeing the opportunities, the snap share. He just really hadn't kind of put it all together. He definitely did on Sunday. So he's a locked in start for the Packers. I honestly think you could go with both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Obviously, I feel more comfortable with Aaron Jones in my starting lineup coming off of that injury. He did play kind of in a limited fashion and then had a bye. So he should be good to go. But I do think this is a game the Packers are likely going to be up early, control it kind of down the stretch, which could also lead to some production out of A.J. Dillon. And then the final game of the week, another fantastic matchup here, divisional game between the Rams and the Cardinals. And I'm going to be starting both of the RB1s on these rosters. So for the Rams, Daryl Henderson was actually active on Sunday, but he was basically there, you know, for emergency usage and they relied on Sony Michelle for almost every single touch out of that backfield, and he balled out. If it looks like Henderson is healthy and ready to go, you know, reclaiming that RB1 spot, then I think you throw him in there as a solid, you know, probably RB1 play, lower end, at worst, probably high-end RB2, and then you're sitting Sony Michelle. But if that injury starts to linger, and it looks like Sony Michelle is going to be the number one guy, then you plug him in as a very strong start. It's kind of tough to evaluate right now just because with the injuries. So this is probably going to be something you're going to be monitoring, you know, up until Sunday, right before these guys are about to play. Actually Monday, since this is the Monday night game, but you know what I mean? And then for the Cardinals, you continue to fire up James Conner as a mid-tier RB1. You know, until Chase Edmonds returns, that's where he's going to stay. And he's still going to be a start in lineups, even with Edmonds back. And that is going to wrap it up for this video every single week 14 matchup. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you want to see similar videos, I'm going to be posting my wide receiver start sits a little bit later today. And then quarterbacks and tight ends are going to be posted tomorrow. So go check all of that out. But thank you guys again, and I'll see you next time.